This podcast is a presentation of Sunset Presbyterian Church. For more information, log on to our website at www.sunsetpres.org. Well, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve, I guess. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. It is so great to have you all here. I just, my name's Steve. I'm one of the pastors here. And so uh, if you're our guest, we just want to say thank you for being here. We love that you are here. This is a very special uh, Christmas for me because it's my first Christmas Eve here with you at Sunset Church. This is my very first one. So super excited. And it's also a very special Christmas for me because my parents-in-law have come from Washington, D.C., and they're sitting right there. And I'm gonna, I know you don't want me to do this, but Rob and Rachenda is just so great. They're so special. And it's Rob's birthday on Christmas Day. Can you believe it? So it's great to have you guys here as well. I know you're going to say I shouldn't have done that later, but anyway. <laughs> yes, the, you already said it. Okay. All right. Uh, it's also so great to have the kids with us. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're a kid here with us, we just want to say welcome. We love having you here uh, in the service with us. And uh, last service, I asked or invited the kids to draw me a picture. And wow, did they ever draw me pictures. I got handed all kinds of pictures. So here's the, here's the request. If you're a kid, if you can draw me a picture of Christmas. There are pieces of paper and coloring pencils in the back of the seats. And uh, while I talk, if, you, if you'd love to do that, I'd love to get your picture of Christmas. All right, tomorrow uh, we celebrate one of the most important events in history, the birth of Jesus. And so I've been asking people, and I've had this practice throughout the years, of asking people, well, if Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, what is the meaning of Christmas? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, what does it really mean? What is the meaning of Christmas for us today? What does it mean today? And some have said uh, it means family, getting together with family and having food um, and enjoying one another's company. That's what Christmas means. And others have said to me it means gifts. Any of you out there hoping for gifts tomorrow? Yeah? The ki- all the kids. Oh, some adults out there, okay. <laughs> Will, I see you. <laughs> you, you. You had your hand really waved high. But giving gifts, that, some people say the meaning of Christmas is about gift giving. Or peace, that the angels declared uh, glory to God and peace on earth. So the meaning of Christmas is about peace. Or it's about lights. I hear people say something like that, that Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And so we string up the lights all over the place and and the trees, and it's filled with light, and maybe it's the light of the world coming in. And all all of those things are wonderful parts of the meaning of Christmas. But the question that I have for us this evening is what's the primary meaning of Christmas? What is the main point of Christmas? What's the fundamental essence of Christmas? And I think that it's this. I think that it's contained in three words. God with us. God with us. 
Some people have spent their entire lives living into the reality of those three words. For example, John Wesley, he lived an extraordinary life. He was an extraordinary man. He was the founder of the Methodist movement. He started revivals and major church planning. He uh, worked with social reform, like things like prison reform or the abolition of slavery. John Wesley lived an extraordinary life. He was an extraordinary man. He lived big. And yet, at the, when he was dying, his last words after this extraordinary life, do you know what his last words were? Here they are. He said, the best of all is God is with us. Here's this man who did incredible things, extraordinary things. And yet at the end of his life, what he says, his last words are, the best of all is this, God is with us. God with us. Let's take a look at those three words and try to discover why John Wesley would say that these three words are the best of all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for bringing us here together on this Christmas Eve. And Lord, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we could hear this message about the birth of Jesus, that God, you are with us. And may it change our lives and make our Christmas. And all God's people said, amen. So let's take a look at one of the two Christmas birth stories. We're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 23, and then I'm going to reflect on those three words. So, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, as you can imagine how he felt, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as Joseph was thinking about this and pondering it, considering these things, in the midst of that, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And this is what the angel said. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that child which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you, Joseph, you will get to call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then Matthew goes on, and he says, this took place. What's this? The birth of Jesus, this whole, the birth of Jesus took place to fulfill what the Lord has already spoken through the prophet Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name what? Which means what? That's what Matthew declares. Matthew's declaring that Jesus is God with us. God with us. So I want to reflect on those three words. First, I want to reflect on that Jesus is God, and then second, that Jesus is God with, and then third, Jesus is God with us, you and me today, all right? God with us. These three words can change your life, and they will make your Christmas. The first thing I want to reflect on is that Jesus is God. 
At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And yes, Jesus is a great teacher. No question about that. He is a great prophet. No question about it. He is the highest eternal priest. No question about it. He is the eternal reigning king. He sure is. That is true. But that is not what Christmas is fundamentally about. When we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we celebrate God with us. The Apostle John was so amazed at the birth of Jesus that he has to write a song, a poem that he pulls out of his heart. And the beginning of it was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and he lived among us. That is Jesus. Jesus is that Word, the Word who was in the beginning, he says, that the Word who was already with God in the beginning, and then the Word who was God. John is saying that Jesus is God become flesh and then living among us. This is the Christmas message. Jesus is God with us. Jesus himself affirms this. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, what? Abraham, the father of all the faiths. Jesus existed before Abraham. That's what he says about him. And the Pharisees then take up the stones to try to stone him for that because he was saying he was God. He says it again. He says, I and the Father are one. And then again, the Jews pick up the stones ready to stone him. And Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works. Of course he has from the Father. For which of these good works are you going to stone me? Because after all, Leviticus says, if someone says they're God, you're supposed to stone them. And the Jews answered him. He says, well, it's it's not for a good work that we're going to stone you. Why? But for blasphemy, why? Because you, Jesus, being a man, make yourself God. They knew what he was saying, that he was saying that he is God with us. Listen to the brother of Jesus. The brother of Jesus. Usually your brother kind of knows you pretty well. He says this about Jesus. Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt. Who saved, who, who exodus the people out of Egypt? Yahweh, God, the maker of heaven and earth. Jesus. God with us, his own brother. And that's why Paul sings this beautiful poem, this song. He says, though Jesus was in the form of God, and Jesus teaches us that that the form of God, God is spirit. That is God is spirit. That is the form of God. Jesus was in the form of God, spirit. And he did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself being born. That's Christmas Sunday. That's Christmas Day, I mean, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form. And then from Christmas, he then humbles himself, being obedient even to the death on that cross. Again, the the angels declaring it ahead of time, he would save us all, forgive us, set us free from all of our wrongs. Jesus is God with us. It's why Paul wrote and to the elders and he said, care for the church of God, which God obtained with his own blood. Well, whose blood? The, the blood of Christ on the cross. God in flesh. 
dying for us. Jesus is God, which is why the writer of Hebrews says Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God, which is the presence of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he goes on again to say Jesus is the image of the invisible spiritual God, for in Jesus all the fullness of God is pleased to dwell. That's the first point. Jesus is God. The second word that I want to reflect on is this word with, with. Jesus is God with. Do you know that the whole story of the Bible could be described as the story of God drawing near? If you think through the Bible, it could be about how God has drawn near and nearer. Let's look at this. In the Old Testament, how does God appear? How does God reveal himself? Let me just give you some examples in the Old Testament. I hope you'll find this as interesting as it is for me. How does God reveal himself to Job? That's the first book written. God reveals himself to Job in a what? A whirlwind. Has anyone here been in a a tornado or a hurricane? Anyone ever lived through that? Um, What's it like? Silence. No one's talking to me intense. That's right. You know, I was raised in Ohio and we had many tornadoes that came through. And I remember going on and uh, we were near a tornado. I think it was miles away, but Michelle and I were driving. We got off on the, in an underpass and it was terrifying even to be that far away from that tornado. And we, you know, we just came to to Portland um, this last year and we lived in the Philippines the last 13 years and we have lived through many tropical storms and typhoons and I will never forget living through super typhoon Yolanda which was the biggest typhoon to ever hit landfall in the history of humanity that's what they say and it was terrifying and we were not even in the middle of that storm our church built houses for people who lost everything And so I got to go down and hear from these people who lived right in the center of it. And what they talked about was how terrifying it was. So God first appears in a whirlwind. But how does then God appear next in the Bible to Moses? He appeared in a burning bush. But Moses, when God appeared, had to hide his face for he was was what? Does it say it? Afraid to look at God. Another example, God appears to the people on Mount Sinai. How does God appear on that mountain? God appeared in thick darkness and a thick cloud and thunder and lightning and smoke and fire and an earthquake. The whole mountain trembled. So, of course, the people trembled with fear. I remember the terrifying lightning and thunderstorms when I grew up in the Midwest. And have you ever experienced an earthquake? Anyone lived through that? How does that feel? Scary. That's right. Scary. If you ever lived through a a fire in your home, you know the feeling that that creates. They trembled with fear. Another example is God then doesn't just want to stay up on a mountain. God wants to draw near. So it was God's idea to create a tabernacle so that he could then dwell in and amongst his people, not just away in a mountain. And so when they built the tabernacle, the glory or presence of the Lord filled the tabernacle, but Moses could not enter it because of the cloud. 
And then again, they built the temple and God reveals himself there. Fire comes down and so that the priests themselves could not enter because of the glory of God's presence filled the house. Again, if you've ever been in a house that's been on fire, you can imagine they were full of fear. They, you can't enter that house. So in the Old Testament, God, do you see how God reveals himself? He reveals himself in a whirlwind. In darkness, and cloud, and thunder, and lightning, and earthquake, and smoke, and fire, and the people trembled. And this is what makes Christmas so special. Up until the time of Jesus, to be in God's presence was to be terrifying. But on Christmas, God did something radically different. God reveals himself in the form of a baby. There's nothing more beautiful, tender, and vulnerable than a baby. And if you think about it, think about this. God could have poured his spirit out upon Jesus at his baptism. He could have done that. God could have revealed himself and poured out his spirit on an adult, Jesus. That would have kind of made sense. Actually, when he was 30 years old, aged to be a priest, God could have filled him with the Holy Spirit at that point in time. But a baby? A baby? The wonder of the Christmas message is that the maker of heaven and earth appeared in flesh as a baby. You know, I have three sons, three wonderful sons. And some of the best moments of my entire life were holding my infant sons. I always wanted to be near them, smell them, just have them close. And they wanted to be near me. And I had special times with all three of my boys. It was called Skin on Skin with Papa. Skin on Skin, that's right. And I would uh, take my shirt off. You might not want to imagine that. And uh, I would lay their naked bodies with a diaper on, of course, onto my chest, skin on skin. Mm. The doctors said that it was good for them to have skin on skin contact, but it was really good for me. They'd fall asleep on my chest and everything was right. Those times were pure contentment, joy, peace, and love. God did something radically different on Christmas. He reveals himself in the form of a baby. The miracle of Christmas is that God came in flesh with us. And that leads us to the third reflection. If, if Jesus is God, and Jesus is God with, no more fear, but embrace, then God comes even closer. God is Jesus with us, us. God is Jesus with us, with you, with me, personally. It wasn't enough for God to reveal himself in a whirlwind, in a burning bush, on a mountain, in a tabernacle, or in a temple. Christmas means that God draws near. God reveals himself in the person of Jesus. God with... But it even gets better. 
God draws even closer. Look at what Jesus says himself. He says, those who love me, and then of course when you love him, you do what he says and you keep his word, my father will love them and we will come with them and make our home with them and the father will send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells with them and then hold on to your seats and is in you, with you, in you. When you love Jesus, God who comes with, God comes closer, then God does not just live with you, but he lives in you. And I want to invite anyone to receive that gift of Christ this Christmas. And then the God who is with us will be the God who is with you personally. So what does this mean for you and me? What does it mean that God is with you personally? Well, let me try to make this good news personal. And when I was praying through this, I had particular people in mind that I felt needed to hear these things. So there's five people that I just have on my heart. But I hope you can identify with this. Are you feeling lonely? Jesus, God with us, is saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you always. I'm with you always. Always. Always with. Always with you. God is with you. Always. Are you worried? Are you worried? Jesus is saying, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Because God is with you always. Are you grieving? Are you grieving the loss of a loved one this Christmas? Jesus grieved. He wept for a loved one. Jesus is saying this good news to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Your loved one is with God, and God is with you always. Are you facing a storm? Jesus says, peace. Be still. The one who has the power to still your storms is with you always. Do you need that peace? Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you personally. He can give you peace. That's the Christmas message. Jesus is God with us. So how do we apply this message to our lives? Let me just share an email. I was talking about this with a friend. I said, I'm going to be talking about God with us. And a friend wrote this to me, and I just love it. So I want to share it with you. She wrote, Dear Pastor Steve, God with us. I read this passage again, prayed and meditated on it. The sheer wonder and awe of these three words evoke is so overpowering. Just imagine, everyone, God with us. If we can only just sit quietly and focus, 
intensely, deeply, lovingly looking only to him and the gift of baby Jesus, maybe we can get to the place we want to be this Christmas. Don't you want to be there? So one way we can apply this message is I want to teach you a breathing prayer exercise. And I want to invite you to do it this evening, to do it this Christmas Eve. It's a breathing prayer exercise. How many of you breathe? Okay, good. Then you can all participate. So every time you breathe in, I just want to invite you to say, God is. Can you say that with me? God is. So just say, breathe in and think God is. And then when you exhale and release that breath, I I want to invite you to think with me, personally, with me. Can you say that? With me me. So I want to invite you to that. Breathe in. God is. And then breathe out with me. Breathe in. Breathe out. I want to invite you to practice the God is with me breathing prayer tonight as we anticipate God with us on Christmas Day. Remember what my friend said? Just imagine, God with us. If we can only just sit quietly, focus intensely, deeply, lovingly, look only to him, the gift of baby Jesus, then maybe we can get to the place we want to be this Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless you.